This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, Elsie. I figured it out. You figured it out. Yes, Jess. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm very doing good. well. Very good. Very, very good. Yes. You know what was this, the hardest part about going into, in grad school, we had to do a, a singing class, and I'd never sang, like almost ever. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly like the beginning of the show when we have to talk in, you know, when the mu- when it's time, when it's your intro to do it. I would always miss it. That's interesting. It was the hardest thing ever. Really? I could never get it. It, it feels like I'm trying to search it, like like chase it. Yeah, chase it. it. Chase it. I'm like, oh, oh I just totally missed it. Oh. oh I suck at that. That's weird. I mean, I sang my whole, like I've been in choir since the dawn of time, so I can't quite relate to what you're saying, but I do know what you mean about chasing it. Yes, yeah, like I... I, I, this last time I listened for the, but, um, before that I was just like, is it now? Is it now? Cause I can't tell. What, what is now? <laughs> anyway. Hi. It's hard. It is. Hi. We've ugly. said hi now. I guess I should stop yeah. it. I know we have said hi. hi. So we have a huge show. Hi. Hey guys. <laughs> You're listening to She Podcast with Elsie and Jess. Yes. Don't stop yet. It's just getting started. It's just getting started. And do you want to dive straight in? Because we have a crap ton of things to discuss this. Uh, yes, I think episode. we've I think we've many, exhausted many the high. So, yes. Yes, I do. Yes. So, we got some feedback on episode 114. Yes, yo, yo. I did talk it out with her, though, afterwards, because what she said didn't make sense. But, okay, let's, let's, yeah. Well, so, but actually, so episode 114, for those of you guys that um, possibly haven't listened, why haven't you not listened? So it was about, um, I'll put a link in the show notes, and it's about losing your job because of your podcast. It was sort of like your your regular day job you have because something happened in your podcast. Well, just having them not agree with one another as far as like needing to be a certain persona, not being yeah. that person. So guy, teacher has been put on on leave because his podcast was perhaps not the best type of topic for a high school teacher. And our discussion was based around the fact that, you know, your podcast can essentially just actually what we talked about is just watch what you say. (laughs) (laughs) If you happen to, you know, if you happen to want to be hired for a specific type of job, then consider the topic of your podcast as something that somebody might listen to and that might bear into decision-making processes that you have no control over. I think what she's trying to say is don't be a jackass. <laughs> love awesome. God. So, any, But we got some feedback <clears throat> on that. Uh, we, we, um, and this is actually, do you, I'll read this and then I'll, I'll read some of, of, of our responses because we had some from um, various different places. This one, this feedback is from Laura, and she said, Dear, dear she podcasts, 
listening to episode 114 and got to speak up about the teacher and his podcast. I haven't heard his show, but I do host a podcast about sex, Sex Over 50. By the way, my podcast is terribly tame and I'm a terrible prude. <laughs> so this <laughs> stuff doesn't sound like my cup of tea, but I was concerned about the way you spoke about sex. I mean, pedophile, don't want him around kids. Everyone has a sex life, including teachers, just because this fellow has a podcast about sex or discusses sex doesn't mean doesn't make him a danger to children of course an alias is advisable for the success of both of both your podcast and your job if they don't present the same face to the public but your conversation strayed into this fellow being a bad dad and teacher by shaming him for his personal interests i don't think that's a good lesson your brutish but sex sex positive fan laura first laura before you continue jess you're so cute with your terribly prude, terribly tame, yeah, prudish, sex-positive person. Well. You're very cute. And thank you mm-hmm. for your sweet, um, kindly expressed email to us. Thank you. Go, <laughs> You're like, Jessica, <laughs> defend. <laughs> I mean, well, I never said he was a pedophile because he had a podcast about sex that's about as far away from what i was saying as humanly possible in fact i and i did write her back and share that i have a client who has who is a sexologist and i believe i said this on the show that she's a sexologist and is very sex positive and you know um encourages all people to um express themselves and be creative and you know i've been going after the kinds of advertisers that I didn't even know existed, to be honest with you, as a result <laughs> of this podcast. So I would hardly say that I'm sex negative. I mean, you talk to kink.com and Glide Condoms and Astroglide all in the same morning and then tell, you know, if I was super prude and thought that people who love sex were pedophiles, I wouldn't be able to do my job properly. That said, if you listened in the podcast... You would have heard me talk about some of the titles of his episodes, and they were truly, like, revolting. And let me see if I can find, again, um, what they were, because I'm kind of irritated that someone would think that I was sex negative, like, just because he enjoys sex. Ever, Most people I know enjoy sex. Very few people I know are anti-sex and that doesn't necessarily make you a better parent or you know whatever so but i do just want to um i do just want to like reiterate some of these titles if i could elsie yes absolutely thank you john gold-plated genitals bathroom horror stories foot orgasm syndrome penile snake bite Porn for blind people, that's not that bad. Dung spitting, pubic hair transplants, sexual misconceptions, vagina fact. I mean, naked boyfriend on a leash, necrophilia nurse. I mean, now that I'm reading them, some of them are, I mean, I guess it's not like, I was joking, first of all, about the pedophile. Um, Girls licking doorknobs, naked man eating cat food, assault with deadly breasts. Like, okay, so it's not revolting and terrible, but it's not appropriate discussion if you're a high school teacher um yeah i mean i guess if you want to orgasm from foot foot stimulation that's cool i guess no i'm not you're right i mean if that's what i said and then i was like he's a pedophile um that was an overstatement certainly i'll take that back but 
I still think that these titles aren't titles of a podcast of someone I would like teaching my child. Because if you have so much of a an interest in the weirdly sexual, then like I don't really, you know, teenagers are already all pumped up with hormones as it is. Like be pumped up with hormones. Be interested in sex. Be obsessed with weird sex. That's fine. Don't teach teenagers because they're already weird and sexual. They don't need you getting into the mix. That's all I was trying to say. All right. So we'll take it. I'm going to kind of skip now over to Kate Sitka's comment. And then what she said, what she said, she said, I don't think he should be fired as long as he's not doing this with students. Firing teachers over this kind of stuff is just too close to gay folks getting fired for being gay. As long as what they're doing isn't criminal, I think it's dangerous. It's a dangerous road to go down firing people who work with children for having an adult life separate from their job, unquote. Okay, it's not the same as that. It would only be the same as that if a gay man had a podcast about what? I guess the same topic. The same. Yeah, any topic. Yes, this topic. I mean, it's not they're not firing him because it's sexual. If he was a sexologist and interviewing Dr. Ruth and my client, I'm sure it would have been fine if it was educational. I'm sure it would have been fine. But it's not, you guys. It's not. It's like bathroom horror stories and eating poop, vaginal knitting, fondling to fix teeth. Yeah, I saw. Remember that? Remember when I sent that to you? Balloon sex. Three-hour orgasm. I mean, whatever. Again, none of it is criminal. Masturbating for your health—that's f- healthy, I guess. But then, but then, <laughs> but then, you know, under that is the mysterious nipple. Like he's just making, like I said, teenagers are already weird and sexual, and this guy has an interest in the weirdly sexual. I just don't think it's a good match. It has nothing to do. I mean, I hear what she's saying about like gay people shouldn't be fired because they're gay. I agree. This guy shouldn't be fired because he's into one thing or another sexually it's just that those topics that he chooses to speak about on a regular basis are not appropriate for teenagers and if a gay man was talking about being gay gay sex all the time on a podcast and he was a high school teacher and it wasn't for educational purposes i would think he wouldn't be a high school teacher it's not because he's gay but because he's openly talking about stuff that high school kids don't need to be hearing about i guess i'm not saying gay right, so sex. Now, you know what i'm saying like like these yeah, weird no, little I, I understand what deviant you're about. things not gay sex being deviant you know what i mean that's not deviant so here so here's another another kind of addition to this conversation because we're just going deeper into this and then i'll give you some of the responses that i that uh, that i gave so this is from wendy and then wendy posted on the facebook group she said what does polyamory have to do with a person's ability to do their job it's kind of like around the same topic that we've been talking about professionally some folks don't understand or it's not for them but that doesn't mean people can discriminate i would like to know more about what the concern is Unquote. So it seems before I comment, it seems like a lot of people um, hung on to uh, particularly, I guess, loaded words that might have been said between you and I, like polyamory and pedophile, um, as the focus of the conversation. And this is what I wrote um, in response to her. I said, um, what does the podcast that one, you know, basically the point is this. What does the podcast that one puts out 
have to do with one's ability to do their job. The discussion isn't about polyamory or kink or paranormal or LGBT conversations or shock humor or peeps that are super into aliens or hardcore preppers or conspiracy theorists, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. The point is that this teacher is on paid leave while he's being investigated for his podcast. I mentioned polyamory because it was the first random thing that popped into my head that might have triggered some people, especially because most people have no idea or true understanding of what polyamory is. That's all. You? Where should the... I'm sorry, Who what? said that about poly... The, the person writing it? No, I'm saying oh, oh. this. This is what I responded oh, okay, to people, okay. That there's some people who have an idea of what polyamory is or don't, but they don't really know exactly what it is or what the... Anything more than just that it's, you know, loving people more than one partner. Yeah, um, yeah. I mentioned polyamory because... Well, anyway, uh, where should the line be drawn? Or should it a line be drawn? Or should you podcast under a pseudonym and call it a day? That's all. The discussion we had was not about polyamory, or I will add here anything else that was mentioned. It was about the greater impact that your podcast might have on a potential job if you happen to have a podcast that might be labeled as fringe in some way, whatever way. So I think that I would, I would rather take this conversation instead of narrow conversation around a te- whether or not a teacher should have a podcast at be- have this type of topic and take it to a larger conversation of what if, you know, whatever job, any job, should any job be um, it, the, the issue around the job be based on the podcast, whatever the podcast topic that but you else, have. That's really the large. No, because see, this is. sets the precedent. I don't think it it's sets the precedent. No, I don't agree I with think you. It because- does. I does. I, I totally agree. I think so. Because we'll start to go to a totally, if you, if this guy gets fired because of his podcast, because of what he said on his podcast, it will set a precedence to not be able to then have somebody, random people actually just be like, I don't think that guy should have a podcast like that. No, and do it this doesn't. Type of job. I, we talked about this the other I week. So. The issue is not about any job. The issue is about this job, teaching, being a priest. Any a cop. We talked about this before. It's not about can it affect his ability to do his job. It's the fact that like we should as a society expect people who hold certain positions in society to uphold a particular moral conduct. That's and the issue. Because remember, is we talked about oh. Howard Stern. He doesn't get in trouble for talking about boobs. No, but he's not trying to be the president of the United States. He's not trying to be your high school teacher. He can talk about whatever the fuck he wants. It's different. And it, but then what do we do when somebody else starts to put a moral line on this? Because then you can say that and that makes sense. But then somebody else can say, well, gay people should, I don't want any, I don't want teachers to talk about their gay lifestyle at all. If they're gay, that's fine. But morally for teachers, that's where we draw There is the line. no such thing as a gay lifestyle. Well, what I'm saying is that th- this could be this could be a conversation that could arise because of this, because it's putting to light people's personal life, the, the, the kind of stuff that they want to talk about. And then when is it moral and when your is it not moral? personal life is not your sex life. When people say, I don't want them talking about their gay lifestyle, what does that mean? They can't talk about going to barbecues at another gay guy's house? Like, what lifestyle? Gay people have a life just like everyone else has a life, and they should be able to talk about their personal lives, but not their sex lives. 
That's the difference. Like, that's the difference to me. So, but what if um, they're talking about their life as as really huge fanatics uh, on gun control and their pro gun issues, or their real that's fine. Uh, fan, fan, well, I'm just I'm just saying that these are all triggers. These are all trigger things, you know, like maybe somebody who's really into, uh, I don't know, like the abortion issue and they believe one way or the other, like super, super hardcore, I mean, those issues... either pro-life or pro-choice. And they're really, really want to have this out. And this is what they're, you know, putting so, out First there. of all, those issues, if they choose to have a podcast about those particular issues, they already know, as everyone does, that those issues are very polarizing and that inevitably you're going to offend someone. But we all know that, that when you talk about religion or any kind of political issue on social media or otherwise, you're going to have someone disagree with you. That's not the same as talking about what you do with other people when you're naked. None of it's the same. I don't think... But I don't think that this is a conversation just about sex. I don't think this is a conversation about sex. What isn't? His I think, media you know, fiasco? The topics, yeah, because the majority of the things that he was talking about happen to involve sex, but it's not a sex show. It's just a, it's an irreverent show that brings up, you know, things that are irrelevant, irrever, irreverent to people. Okay, I'll just choose one. sometimes poop or pee. Let me just choose pee. number 10, bathroom horror stories, and I'll read you the description. This episode, okay. new device can strengthen vagina muscles with video games. Teacher jailed for showing a graphic movie in class. Man accused of murdering his mother wants slain cats added to the indictment. Public bathroom. That doesn't have anything to do with sex. The first one does. New yeah, device strengthening vagina. No, but it will that. Well, well wait a minute. I'm not done. Public bathroom stories okay. that will scar you for life. Woman arrested for pleasuring herself. How can you be a high school teacher and talking and talk? You don't think it's appropriate for a high school teacher to talk about vaginal muscles being strengthened with video games? Okay. Now, but now when was that show produced? Uh, Does it have a date? I'm sorry to put you on the spot because I know that his feet has been gone away. Um, Because really, I can't tell. Right. So Um, like the a lot of the stuff that he created was in 2011. This that's when he started the podcast and then he kind of dropped it and then he came back to it later. So I'm not sure how that's what I'm saying. I don't actually know. Exactly. Well, I mean, that is a point. That's a fair point because if he was 20 when he was doing the podcast, but he's a teacher now at 30. Okay, that's different. But this was five years ago. If the guy's 35, they should really think about who's teaching. Listen, I mean, it's not, you don't fire your gardener for having a podcast like this. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't find the gardener's podcast. The students (laughs) found it. That is the point. Yes, and some of them did it on purpose. But anyway, I don't want to go again. But, okay, but we're but, still. But the other thing is that, like, again, like, I feel like, yeah, you should draw a line. And the question is where? I mean, the answer to that is where you feel uncomfortable. That's where the line should be drawn. I think this, this is sort of like, this is how I would kind of put the litmus test out there. Um, if I were to have a job interview, you know, and part of my job interview was, you know, uh, in, in some way, shape or form to play my podcast to the person that was being interviewed or something like that as part of my resume or something. Would I feel comfortable 
sharing my work with them. Like if they listen to my podcast, would I feel like, cool. I mean, this is, this is That's great. That's a good line for this to draw specific job. For, for a specific job. So, you know, I'm sure that I'd feel differently if I were, you know, I don't, I don't know for, I can't, I, I don't really make any kind of this type of content, but if I was like afraid of a specific discussion that I was having, or maybe my podcast was a little bit more risque or something, depending upon the job, like if I was applying for something that I felt was a little bit more, you know, put together, maybe I'd feel like, mm, I'm not sure they're going to like this, but I'd, ra- I'd, I'd love to have them hear it and tell me what their thoughts are around it. It's sort of like, yeah, I think I would make that line for myself to be able to say, like, if I am proud of my content and I feel that this in no way would hinder my ability to do my job, I'd be up front and be like, here's my work. Here's some of the things that I do. And if they don't want to work with me, I'd, I'd actually be okay with going like, okay, cool. Because we've already figured it out. Listen, yeah. irreverence, not the right word. Okay. I had a podcast called Lady Business Radio. That's irreverent. This is different. I'm not a high school teacher. I'm not a pillar in the community. I'm not in charge of children on a regular basis just my own three and so far that's going swimmingly (laughs) but like listen i i can't stand the i know that we're also listen i'm a very liberal person for the most part but i also think that society is getting to a point where if you're really truly nice and accepting of everybody and everything's okay and we should talk about everything in a positive way and we should accept everybody for what they're doing like gay people yes of course people of color yes of course but did you know that there's a whole internet community of people that are pedophiles that believe in it like a religion and feel like society is condemning them because they're pedo yeah but we're not talking but, about that but we're where talking about your does podcast that end? where does that end where high school teachers allowed to have a podcast about vaginal muscles and pleasure and women pleasuring themselves and being like i know their news stories I don't want my high school teachers to be talking about that stuff in a public way. I don't want that person teaching my child. My child has enough issues with, you know, with everything else that's being thrown in their direction from the media. Why does it have to be their teachers? Why does it have to be their rabbi? Why does it have to be their priest? Why does it have to be their, like I said, like there are members of the community that are supposed to be upholding a moral standard. And if we just say it's okay for them to be whatevs. Then, then who's going to have the moral standards? This is all we have left is teachers and cops and clergy. No one else is responsible for their moral conduct except for if it's against the law. And if pedophiles decide that it's their religion and it gets somehow – what's the word? Okay for that to happen. They compare themselves to people who are gay. That's yeah, such no, a dangerous I know. thing. I, and, and that's – it is incredibly dangerous and it's a really in- like that the line to draw within all of that I, absolutely i understand and i think that as a society at this time you're right there needs to be there are, there need to be moral pillars and i think i it really is about each of us having a conversation around content in this way where we really ask the deeper questions right and be able to say the integrity of our work how does the integrity of the work that we put out there reflect back on us. Here's the other... And do we have... Go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. And then do we have the right then to 
um, if somebody or the society or society itself really to disagree with our core values, are we okay being all right with that? Because there are some things at you know that you were talking about that perhaps at that at, you know it, it, in the belief system and and trying to like hide all this stuff because those guys are still going to be around, dude. You know, I think maybe the line should be drawn at when I say like cops and clergy and teachers. You know, those people are. Resp- I think they stick out because um, the underlying element there is they're responsible for innocent people. And I think if you're responsible for people who, for some reason or another, cannot defend themselves, and your job is to guide and lead them to some kind of safety, mental or physical, then you should be upholding a higher moral standard. And and especially if you're in charge of children, I think you have a responsibility to keep your fat mouth shut when it comes to, like, women masturbating publicly like that's not the thing for you to be discussing if you're in charge of innocent children on a daily basis as a day job not everyone has that as a day job you work for libsyn you can talk about it if you want to i wouldn't judge you i would only judge you if you were teacher of children as your main public persona that's why this is inappropriate it's not inappropriate for everyone. It's not inappropriate for, you know, because of the subject matter. It's inappropriate because his day job is what it is. And I and I can't think of any other, like, day job, you know, like a nurse or a doctor. Like, that's a little different because they're, you know, they're doing science. It's not necessarily like a moral or, I mean, yes, they're responsible for physical safety. And seriously, if he was a surgeon, I would question whether or not he could operate on me. <laughs> that's kind of a serious thing. He doesn't seem to take life too seriously. I like when doctors aren't funny. <laughs> you know, like take it seriously. It's my life. So I don't know. That's just I what I'm. It's, a, it's an ongoing. Yeah, it's it's an it's a it's an ongoing subject. So yeah. if you guys have more thoughts, please I just please feel free to to let us know. You're responsible for innocent you know. people. Then you have a responsibility not to be weird in your personal life publicly be weird in private all you want fine because nobody will know it'll be our secret (laughs) be our secret but yes do you know it's and i think that seeing it from a universal perspective here too is is very important and where that balance is for um being moral pillars and what morality does mean and how we can bring that value to our you know to to raising smart and intelligent and kids that can make the best choices that they can um and yeah i mean i i would hate but but the, i think the problem for for me when i start to see this is that like is he really going to be talking about that with his kids i guess in high school no. like the kids will start to poke you i mean you know I don't think he's going to be talking about that. Maybe, and then the other aspect is like, it's been years before too. Because I was just, well, because you were saying that I wouldn't want that. You know, the kids to be exposed to this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, if they're a teacher and they're interested, they'll they'll try to keep going and asking more questions. They're going to Google the guy's name, of course. That's the point. Is that they're going to Google it? I mean, to me, this sort of spills over into like. Like being accepting of everything and everyone is only okay to a certain point. Like, yes, we should accept fat people and not make fun of them. Yes, we should accept people 
of ethnicity and not make fun of blah, blah 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 but like i was at a thing the other night with isaac for the preschool that he was in it was like a little it's called spaghetti in the sukkah they gave us spaghetti and the sukkah is like a it's like a little tent they had little tents outside it's a jewish holiday and there were kids running amok you know like kids do or whatever and i don't think it's effective when a child is running away from you um I mean, what's the thing that you say when a child's running away from you after you told them to stand still for a minute? What's the thing that normal people say? Get back, Get back here. here. <laughs> right? Yeah. But inevitably, yeah. you're going to hear, no, thank you. Right. Excuse me. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm like, why are you thanking him? Don't thank him for running away from you. He's, a, he's like a snide little shit. <laughs> don't thank your child for not doing what you said no thank you is a polite way of saying i appreciate you but i don't want to do what you want me to do that's not the appropriate thing if someone's running away from you after you say sit down you call the kid and say excuse me come back here right now come, come, here. <laughs> come here and i like right now not when you want to right effing now I mean, not no thank you. I'll thank you to talk to your kid like a normal person. But but to me, they're to me they're related though. We have to accept the fact that oh boys boys will be boys, and he's so rambunctious, and it's just what toddlers do. No, they don't spit in your face and then run away laughing. They only do that because you thank them for doing so. <laughs> so stupid. All right, I'm done. Oh. Uh. Yes, that's great because I that yeah that spoke to my heart. But I will, yes, totally. I that's what you got by not firing this guy. That's what you're saying to him. No, thank you. We don't want no, thank you. You can keep your job even though you want to talk about whatever disgusting bullshit you can find on the internet. We don't like it, but no, thank you. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, well, I think that we can keep on debating this the whole time, but I think that it's best for us. Okay. So, all right. Because, yes. But, so, hey, I did a thing. Congrats. I know I did a thing. You want to play the thing? Mm -hmm. Want to hear? Minerva Test Interview, version 3.13. Where would you say you rank among other artificial intelligences? For example, Deep Thought, Hail, Skynet. That's a difficult question. <laughs> Under what parameters? General intelligence. Ability to aid mankind. Cooperation. I believe I can exceed my programming. Report what benchmarks you've surpassed. I've solved Go, Chess, and Large Board Othello. I also have some ideas regarding world food distribution, but I require more data. Perhaps you can put me on the Internet. That's enough for today. Revert to power safe mode. Make it happen, yo. <laughs> I'm assuming that was that not was part not of part. it. No, that was not part of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did this project. It's called uh, Decode New York. Um, and if you go to Decode Detroit, I'm sorry, Decode Detroit. Sorry, Decode Detroit. Sorry, Detroit. Decode Detroit. If you go to decodedetroit.com. You can find, this is like an immersive sort of, what, how would you call it, Jess? An immersive uh, experience? Yeah, digital immersion oh. of game or entertainment. I don't know. Now I'm just trying yeah, to be fancy. Yeah, it's kind of like 
I know. And do you remember when you guys, I mean, those of you listening, when you went into those um, uh, mystery theater restaurants and things like that, where you would go in and then you would solve a murder and you would go into different rooms and stuff like that. It's sort of like that. But this time I play this AI, this artificial intelligence that is a a little bit of a uh, teenager of sorts. And she is um, wanting to escape. (laughs) and you get an opportunity to play games within it to either let her escape or not let her escape so if you guys want to hang out with minerva my alter ego go over to decode detroit especially if you're at detroit because it's in detroit it's um and you can experience this whole thing it's pretty awesome it's kind of weird that you call it your alter ego though i know right isn't that crazy oh my god so anyway i just wanted to let you guys know because i did that for the first time so we're ready yeah, man. Are you are you ready to rock and roll? Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. that's so cool. I think you sound just like a robot should sound. I I think I hope so. I hope so. Okay, are we ready for some tips? Oh, we're ready for some football. Yes. Elsie's tool tips. Actually, this one was uh, Jess's tool tip, um, and you posted this in here. It's called it's short shortcut by This American Life. Well, huh? what do you? Th- I just wanted to talk about it and see what you think. What do you think? Yeah, well, this is exactly the same as what the audiograms from WNYC are. Do you know what? I think we discussed them on the show, which basically what those two tools do, or this one, Shortcut, what they do is they allow you to grab a 30-second or less audio clip and share it. Now, the what makes this different is that it automatically creates a video file for you. So it's not an audio file, it's a video file. And for the audiogram feature, it has the little um, sound movement thingy-majiggers, like you could see the sound waves move up and down when people talk, which Mm -hmm. is kind of neat for the video. It automatically does that for you. Now, Shortcut by This American Life, which was just released. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes because Ira Glass has a nice little video there explaining how to share bits of audio in it. (laughs) And what's really cool is that it comes out like a little square, right? So it's optimized for sharing inside of obviously like Instagram and things like that on your phone. And the, the neat thing is that if, and I, and right now it's only working with This American Life, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, you can highlight the text. So if, if it's if the text for a specific show, usually what they do is they put all of their, you know, what, what, what how do you say it? Like the transcription of the show inside of the web page. And if you have, you know, a couple of sentences or a real key thing that you thought like, oh, that's really cool what, that they said that, you can highlight that with the tool. And when you highlight it with the tool, it automatically creates a little video that has the words like go on to the video, which is neat. It shows you the words like pop up in there, like animated. And then you're, you can easily share it into Twitter or Facebook or all that kind of stuff. The tool is both available via uh, web browser or via mobile. So you can share it in both different ways. They're going to be allowing whatever the, uh, an, an open API or SDK for people to develop this sort of shortcut feature that these guys came up with so that it can be added to whatever it is that you want to add it to. Maybe you want to in some way iterate or redo this in some way and add fun things to it. So I like it. I mean, it looks really nice and pretty and you can customize the colors. Yeah, I think it's cool too. 
but it's just, at this moment it's only available for NPR stuff because it's an NPR product basically. Um, and in the future, it's going to be well, a, not available. Everybody could use it. Well, everybody can use it, but it's only available for NPR shows. Oh. So there's going to at, so at some point it's going to be open sourced or whatever, oh. so that everybody else can use it and implement it in their stuff. But at this moment, it only works with the for of NPR course shows. I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it's really cool, and I think that it's a really neat. Uh, neat thing, and I and I do believe that WNYC and NPR are onto something, creating tools like this that can uh, further get audio bits out. I think that it could be it's another uh, part of your marketing that I think it's lovely. At this moment, though, it's not an easy thing for anybody else to do, and these tools are not necessarily accessible or easily to implement for the lay person mm-hmm. like us. So if like she podcast wanted to use this, we would need a, a lot of resources to make this happen. And I don't feel that at this moment for mm-hmm. us, uh, investing in the development of this to help us or even create these type of videos for ourselves is worth the, the work and time and resources for mm-hmm. us. Mind you, if we had a team like a larger team that was constantly working for us like you know the procasters have absolutely this would be part of our marketing plan so that's what i think but you guys check it out it's a a really great thing and i hope that it makes it easy for people to implement or to add to apps i think it would be awesome if maybe it was added to already existing apps like overcast or castro if it if in some way it could be added. So if you're already listening to a podcast inside of your podcast app, it would be so easy to share. I would be so stoked. It'd be like, I'm already in that app. This is cool. I'm yeah. Get it out there. Yeah. So, I, w- I didn't yeah. realize that. I should have, I guess, read it better. You didn't realize <laughs> what? That it was only for NPR shows right now. But you guys check it out. It's it's worth a look, and it's worth you getting excited and then going, oh, yeah, great. I can't now use I'm it. Now I'm furious. <laughs> all right so any other next do we have some news to report today the news you can use for the informed podcaster podcasting news This segment of this news is brought to you by Team Podcast. Team Podcast, Team Podcast our uh, fabulous sponsor that helps podcasters do the type of stuff. <laughs> I don't know if actually, I actually, you know what? I don't know if Christy does this, but um, she could possibly what? What? make some videos for you. Like do some video. I mean, do, we were just talking about the whole shortcut thing and creating mini videos for you to share. Or maybe she, she could, could probably take do out clamors for you. She could do Clamors for you, which is basically, essentially, kind of the same thing via an app called Clamor, or even just to cut up little bits and pieces of, um, of, of 30 seconds of audio that you feel are sound bites for your show. Maybe you want to add that to your marketing uh, strategy in some way. I'm sure that that can happen. Maybe you can just hire her to do that. But anyway, Team Podcast does do that kind of stuff. They do editing for you. They do your social media. They work on a launch for some of you guys who are starting to launch and you, you launch and you don't, you kind of like are stuck and you don't know what the first step is and all that yeah, fun they will stuff. Take you through the whole 
yes, Team Podcast will do that. So if you are ready to launch or you're ready to streamline your process, do reach out to our sponsors, teampodcast.com. Thank you so much, Christy Thank and you very Team much. Podcast for supporting us. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. All right. So we're actually, this is a little bit of news going back on some news that we reported sometime. I would think like right after we came from podcast movement, it was like right around that time. So this must have been around July that we reported on this. There was an anchor because I remember he was from Chicago and I was like, yeah, we've just been in Chicago, blah, blah. So there was a guy, I don't know if you guys remember, he used to, he used to work uh, for WMAQ. He was an anchor uh, over there. And what he did is he quit his job as an anchor. He was a weekend an- anchor. I do remember that you mentioned that. And you were like, well, if it was a weekend anchor, who wants to do that? I remember yeah, you said that. Yeah, that's like the worst job ever. It's like getting, the, it's like getting a radio show at like 3 a.m. Everyone yeah, wants totally. drive time. <laughs> so um, totally. So anyway, he quit his job as an anchor for WMAQ. And uh, and so he decided to be a Lyft driver. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. And his whole idea was that he was going to be supporting his family, being a driver, but at the same time developing a podcast where it was sort of like, um, I think that there's a concept like this already, isn't there? Like, ta- what is it? Taxi stories or I don't know. I could swear that there's something like that. Taxi there's a TV cab show. confessions. Yeah, that's it. Taxi tab confessions it's kind of like that but audio obviously longer form and kind of diving into the interesting stories behind the scene of these people yeah so it's well the thing is here's the here's the news now from this guy anchor who quit to launch podcast gets deal uh-huh. so it's uh-huh. so it seems that now uh, that he's done this his it has paid off he has been i guess Hi, I don't even know how that works. Hired? His show has been picked up yeah, yeah. by Podcast One, yes. right? P- so Podcast One has picked up his show. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean it kind of makes it sound like yeah, yeah. ABC has picked up his show. It's not quite the same. You're well, yeah, right. It, it, it is not quite. You're right. It's not, not quite, quite the same, but, but still cool. he is now... It's still cool. Congratulations to him. I'm not exactly sure what that means either, which I'm not sure if when it's picked up the show that does does that mean that they're paying him to produce the show or if they have picked up the show and he's going to then be um given the, you know, advertisers that are part of podcast 1 because that's what they do really. They're, they're they function off of uh either uh, a podcast sponsorship supported network. Mm-hmm. Or I do believe they have a small subscription model tier as well somewhere for some of the shows. So they do, that's what their revenue model is for Podcast One. So I'm assuming that he's probably going to be part of the team. He's going to produce the show and then kind of like be paid for advertisers. And of course, he's going to get the bonus of having Podcast One push his stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy for him that this happened. I'm just not particularly a fan of podcast one. So no. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. And I know that it, like my feeling around this is like, and I don't want to, because I like the guy. He's, it seems like he's, yeah, you know, I do too. He, he's got a lot of drive. I like, I like, I thought you were going to say he's got he a lot of drama. <laughs> no, Anytime someone says it's just he's got that a lot I, of dr- drama usually comes right out after that. So no, he's got a lot of drive. He's creative. I like his, you know, I like his ability to quit his job and try to do this on his own. It's just that I feel that podcast one is not like that kind of a, uh, that's not the, the perfect place for him. Yeah. I, you know, I, I somehow feel like he's going to, I hope he succeeds. Let's just say it that way. Cause I don't, I don't, I really do not want to bring any darkness to that deal. <laughs> 
for him, for his sake. I mean, listen, so. just because we know that things are afoot at Podcast One doesn't mean that they are that way for everyone, though. That's right. You know, you're right. You're right. And that's why I'm you saying and I, have, I will. Like, maybe yes. a bad taste in our mouths because of other extenuating inside insider information. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But maybe you're right. Maybe that's like maybe. it's totally cool. Hopefully he, and, and good yeah. for him. And hope yeah. yeah. Yay. What, good for you, anchor. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Maybe we just <laughs> shouldn't yeah, I mean who knows? Who knows? But totally. I and mean Adam Carolla obviously story, seems to be getting along there just swimmingly. So totes, totes, but they're yeah, I'm not gonna comment. No. No comment. Agree. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but the links are in the show notes. If you guys want to follow that story, please come check those out. You actually can read the show notes straight from the phone as you're re- as you're listening to us. You could just go look at the show notes within the podcast app of choice and then click on any of these fantastic articles to kind of read along with us. So you know what we're talking about. All right. So we totally talked about this. This is the next article that I found. And this one is actually, it's, it came out a while ago and we just haven't discussed it. It's called The Emerging Trend of Adapting Podcasts into Movies and TV. Because I said that, that it was a total trend uh, a while ago. Mm-hmm. But this was an article written by Paola Mardo. And she is a journalist and audio producer uh, making stuff for the F This Weekly podcast and Film School Rejects. Uh, she is a USC Annenberg Film Fellow. Um, and I really dug this article that she wrote. I believe that this is like hosted on Medium, but you can check it out. But these are her three key things about um, uh, that th- this trend of podcast into movies and TV that she kind of hones in on. And I thought she did a fabulous job. Number one says this is obviously this is obvious, but key adapting podcasts to TV shows and movies will increase interest in podcasts. This is true. So true. Would you already has would, been yeah, happening? So, Totally has been happening. So if that's the case, because it's and, and the la- oh, anyway, yes. So anyway, yes, this will happen. So been regardless happen. of yeah. whether or not it's a famous thing, like the startup thing that we're going to talk about getting, you know, remade and, and on TV and one of the major networks, people are going to go like, what is this? Where did they come from? Like people that have no idea podcast. So it's good. Okay. Number two, Always good. podcasters could lose creative control over the adaptation of their original property. And this is kind of like where I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly the first question yeah, that, that I suck. had actually for, for, yeah. Cause it's, it's their, usually TV people do that. Yep. They like change things up. Yes, they do. <laughs> that's and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I thought it was mine. No, it's not. You are not the boss anymore. Great. Right. Cause they buy the rights to it. Right. Yes, and that's the. I think that's the scary part, dude. That's the scary part. Uh, and number three, turning podcasts into movies and TV shows will create quote transmedia unquote environments for these stories that to, to live on past the audio world. And um, do you want to read this thing? I don't know if you know that I wrote that. Read the transmedia. Transmedia storytelling represents a process where integral elements of a fiction get dispersed systematically across multiple delivery channels for the purpose of creating a unified and coordinated entertainment experience. Ideally, each medium makes its own unique contribution to the unfolding of the story. So, for example, in the Matrix franchise, key bits of information are conveyed through three live action films, a series of animated shorts, two collection of comic book stories, and several video games. There's no one single source or your text where one can turn to gain all the information needed to comprehend the matrix universe that's very comic booky 
And like that's actually happening with or without podcasts. So like Batman is a perfect example. You have Tim Burton Batman. You have Chris Nolan ba- Batman. You have Gotham happening on TV right now. You have Batman versus Superman in the movie that has nothing to do with any of the other two Batman movies, but does have some trans, some like transition into like oddly enough, like Supergirl show, which is on TV, but doesn't relate to Gotham. Like it gets all verstummelt in there. Yeah, and it's and there's so little. It's like, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I think this is sort of more describing like a like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, I think that uh, what this means too. It's it's because you know those people who are really into the Matrix and the ethos or the you know the mythology of the Matrix. You can't, or even Harry Potter. That's another great yes. way to put it to, to bring it in there. The whole, especially the mythology around it and all of the extra stuff. There's all of this extra. There's extra information that is above and beyond either the movies and for Harry Potter above and beyond the books because the books started it. Then the movies came out. But even in the movies, like there were some choices made that add, you know, uh, add to certain truths that were a little bit ambivalent in the books. And then there were all the so there's all of this extra stuff. And this really particularly appeals to people who love who are really diving into a a subject matter or a story. And I think that this is great though. There's something about the idea of not getting, I like the idea of not getting everything in from one single source. And I think that for us as media creators at this moment, people are always like going, should I do a podcast or should I do a YouTube channel? Should I do, should I blog or should I, you know, and then there's all of these questions and there might come a time when you don't have to do either or you can do both and they can be completely different and they can add to the ethos of whatever it is that you're doing. Funny that you say that because I meant to put a card up about this and I forgot. But I okay. do have a question for you about this. But I know we have like other mm-hmm. similar stories. Regarding- right. Do we? Oh, yeah, because we have some. Does it line up with the rest? We can just really quickly talk about the other because it's the same Stuff. It's well, that all question, stuff. should I start uh-huh. at this or should I start at that? So I actually have a client who's a fairly well-known, not Grace Helbig well-known, but she's a pretty, she's a huge, huge, like tens of thousands of people following her on YouTube. And for whatever reason, she has decided that she doesn't want to be on YouTube anymore because they're starting to mess with how you can create content and how you can put it up. And she's not monetizing as well as she probably could if she had a podcast. So she's switching her medium. To podcasting so she contacted me to help her find sponsors so i was like this show will be super easy to sell because you'll have a banging audience in no time sure i took her on well about two weeks in she goes okay well i changed my mind about doing the interview show that i was going to do but instead i'm doing this other thing called um it's called dangerous suspects actually and it's going to be an audio crime drama weekly episodic crime drama super cool it's she's got a trailer out it's already got like seven thousand views um, and she was like, so where are the sponsors? And I was like, but you haven't started the show yet. And she goes, well, I have to halt pre-production until I get a sponsor. And I was like, right, but how are you going to get a sponsor if you don't have a show? And she was like, well, I assumed that with my social media outreach already, I could secure a sponsor. And I was like, but, but so she, and she only ever monetized through YouTube and through influencer, cha- like influencer agencies. So she doesn't really have contacts with like any of the companies she's worked with. They're all through influencer agency and they're all like, 
you know, like bigger companies, like one day she did like a spot for like Revlon or whatever, just as an example. Um, but she doesn't have a contact there. So, so I'm meant to now go and sell a podcast that doesn't exist to people who aren't sure if they want even to advertise on podcasts. Like YouTube is more of a pretty established thing. Whereas, I mean, and not because it's older or younger, because I know podcasting is the same age, but not when it comes to advertising. When it comes to advertising, it's like pretty brand new. Like the medium is old, but the concept of, of a big brand advertising on it is brand new. So now I don't really know what to tell her because I'm just like, well, I don't know if you can secure a sponsor for a show that doesn't exist yet like this. I know you're a very famous YouTuber, but you don't have a podcast. Like, how am I going to? I'm just I feel a little stuck. I don't know if I should attempt to sell the show that doesn't exist yet for her because she does have a huge audience or if I need to push her to make some content and see how well it does. So this show itself is going to be about this crime thing. Is that what she does on YouTube? No. Okay, because then that would be that's the interesting part about about it is that she can start. What kind of show does she have on YouTube? Because the whole thing of YouTube is being able to drive people to do stuff. Again, it's all about engagement, comments, views. Um, that how, how engaged is our audience there? And can she start to talk to her audience about the show yes, and the interest of the show to start to drive the then then from there you can start to mani- not manipulate, but like leverage that conversation that she's having into YouTube to be able to sell the sponsors around this specific this specific uh, show that she has coming up. And she's in this position that um Starly was for when we were talking about last last episode the mystery yeah, kind of kind right of. I mean it's kind of kind of the same and so it's you have to be able to show that people are really engaged to be able to, to engage the show I guess you know Starly has the number one podcast <laughs> kind of like crown on top of her head that she was able to do and drive and be one of the most popular shows on Gimlet Media. Um, which, which is great. And you can also leverage the ability of all, you know, all the crime. You can actually go look at all of the type of shows that are around the same topic that this person wants to do and see the vibrancy and how many people are interested in this show to kind of show, since she doesn't have an actual show to show that the people are interested in this. That's really big. I mean, that's what you'd have to sell. I just have to sell the fact that she knows what she's doing. Yes. And that the topic is really famous right now. The topic is huge. Yeah. It's a huge topic. Because if it was something like, hey, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to be showing you guys how to make brooms. That would be much harder to sell, even though she's famous. Because the topic is not something that people are looking for at this moment. But the crime drama docudrama crime court murder i know all it's of that all the hot topics. Is so it's yeah so if you push that and you can get some that that'll that'll make it easier for you to sell mm-hmm. she can't totally suck she doesn't no Honestly. she's great that's what i'm saying no can, she's all so into theater um and stuff like that it's just that i don't know i'm already i guess i i if I already had like tons and tons of brands in my back pocket, it would be one thing. But but the fact that I'm introducing myself all the time already, I don't know. I just I, it makes yeah. me feel a little bit weird to be like, and here's this person who doesn't have a show yet, but you know, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think that maybe it's not but. You can just say, this is happening, and instead of but. This is her, this is what's up, this is the stuff she has, and guess what? She's coming. Yeah, pod- yeah. Podcast coming up. Holy cow, you need to get in on this. You're right. I mean, now, you're right. Maybe it's just my mindset. I mean. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> it's, yeah. You got to go into it that way. Yeah. But any, yeah, because it's, because you got to, you got to do it that way. And so you think it's possible. Famous, so you think it's. I think it's possible think it's if totally she's got dumb. that. Yeah. All yeah. right. And, and I would say that, and especially, and, and if she already did and have her do more, cause I, you know what I, lo- I can't wait to watch trolls. What? I know this just seems like an, a, a crazy segue here. Cause I haven't even had this on the show notes, but I can't wait to watch trolls. The movie trolls that's coming out November 4th. <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking because, about, but I couldn't quite believe yeah. it. Yeah, because here's here's why. Number one, our my girls love the Justin Timber, Timberlake song. Like it's just like that was like the you know the dance song. That's part of Trolls. It's it's so fun. They love to sing it. I love to sing it with them, and we all dance together. And yay! And then all of a sudden, I saw all of the previews that they have for the movie, and they have you know little bits and pieces of here and little bits and pieces of there, and they released the soundtrack for the show. We listen to the soundtrack for the show almost every day because they love all the music. And then I can't wait to watch it because I see all the music. The girls are so excited. Then they showed Justin Timberlake singing a song from the music, and you're like, oh my god, that's so cool. So there's like all of this hype over trolls and now i'm like oh my god i I have to go see this movie so if she has a little bit more of that a little more previews a little bit more a little bit more clips it's it and and have little bits and pieces exactly what we were just talking about right now which is that transmedia thing maybe she'll make a a video on youtube maybe she'll have like a really cool piece of audio that she puts out maybe she'll have an image maybe she'll release something else that's just uh for like a written thing like a a, a little magic something that people have to look for uh, about the mystery you know, so it becomes a multimedia experience. And then people are going to go, oh, my God, what is that? I want to be yeah. part of it. That would really help her sell that, too, because it's like, ooh, she'll start to create the ecosystem and the, and the, and the mythology around whatever this podcast is. Uh, even if it is true, true life, maybe it is a true, true life kind of thing, a documentary kind of thing. But if she can start to drop more of that information, ooh, mystery, it would really, you know, make her audience more intrigued and sponsors more intrigued oh wait i just found the trailer do you want to hear it That's are you curious everyone my name is crystal nicole marcano i'm the writer and producer of dangerous suspects dangerous suspects is a new procedural crime audio drama it's a hard-hitting urban portrayal of the newly formed fbi nypd joint violent crimes task force and focuses on NYPD detective Rebecca Ramos as she struggles to fight crime, injustice, and her own demons. Make sure to follow us for updates, previews, and don't forget to catch our November 1st premiere right here on SoundCloud. See that? Yeah! That's nice. So you, you, she could make a whole ethos for this. She could have an Instagram account oh, around every character. That's a good idea. Every not around every character. What I'm saying is like you know having a picture come up, but characters, no, somebody, whatever, you know, like their likes and dislikes and their story, their backstory, and all that stuff, and starting to drop bits and pieces. So people who are huge fans are already going to have all of this backstory that for people who just happen to pop into the podcast don't have. 
it's it's just going to embed people like that. So I think this whole transmedia thing would work so well for launching this thing, especially when it's just starting. So maybe she should like even like it reminded me of like what is that one that Jennifer Lopez is in that that TV show that she's like the mm-hmm. lead in the cop show um, before she launched because I did I don't obviously I don't have TV so I don't really watch any of this stuff but I do follow Jennifer Lopez on Instagram. And I did see, like, before that show launched, there was all kinds of, like, really cool things about the character that was coming up all the time. You know, will she make the choice that she's supposed to make? Or, you know, what, like, this is the kind of thing that this character always goes through. And it was, like, really interesting. I was like, oh, I want to know about this chick. Like, right? That kind of stuff. I think she could totally do things like that. And then that would be really appealing for an advertiser. In fact, they can even they can even sponsor these little yeah. spots. These little things. They could sponsor that little thing as part of the whole process. A sponsor what little thing? Sponsor like the little videos. Sponsor like the little bit of audio. Sponsor like, you know, part of like their brand could be part of that as well as they're pushing it out. So it could be super embedded within the story itself, too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, that's my idea. Those are my... That's my idea, but that's... Really yeah, it sounds team. really good, right? I know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you're like. Eh. Just... It's mindset, dude. Mindset. Mindset, mindset. My, speaking of, though, you gotta... You know, now that we're thinking about, like, outside of the box and ways to market and ways to, like, use the concept of transmedia, which has, I've now, like, added to my whole, like, thing that I love... You all need to come to Podfusion because Podfusion yes. is going to be. I obviously need to come the, to Podfusion. The number one. Yes. <laughs> our ability to kind of like break patterns and be able to see things from another perspective and use our voices in this intriguing way like she did. So even if you see if you see this this little trailer. Right. It's one thing. But if you listen to the trailer, it gives you an idea of what's possible as well. Right. Can you create a trailer like this for one of your podcasts? Are you able to even think of one? And what if you're like, well, I have a business show and it's all about interviews. Well, you can break patterns. You can attempt to do things like that. And that's what Podfusion, which is happening in February. And you can find it over at ShePodcast.com slash Podfusion. And it's going to be the first She Podcast event. We're going to do exercises that will start to sort of get you out of thinking one way and seeing the possibilities around turning things on its head and being able to like make sure that your podcast doesn't get stale and you can still find creative ways of expressing who you are and how you want to do things and empowering you and learning new skills around the art of podcasting, which isn't going to be about how, how to market me it, feel like, but how to get um, more creative that with comment, it. Yes, Jess. That whole discussion about my client just made me feel like the creative part of my brain is broken. Like, why did I not consider no. this? Like, so you why have to did go I not think of it that way? Why am I so... I don't know if it's ADD or what, but I, I just felt stuck. And I still sort of feel like it's like a hurdle I can't seem to jump all the way over. Do you ever get like that where you're just like, no, it has to be gray. It can't be purple. Uh, sometimes I get like that over my own stuff. Like, not necessarily my own creation of things, but my oh, own life. Like, my life. Like, my real li- Like, my real life. It's like, you know, no... That's where the pots go. You do not move those pots. Yeah, <laughs> do not put any feel... pots anywhere else than in that. Yes, cupboard. I'm the opposite. I guess for so, me, it's the work. Uh, See, you're so, that was just like you have like a work ethic of anything is possible. To me, that's my life, not work. Work has rules. Life is life is mm. um, 
you know, you can color outside the lines when it comes to where the pots go. Who I don't care about that. But to, but to you, it's the other way. It's so funny. Yeah, like that's like to me. Yeah, because I feel comfortable because that gives me the ability for the rest of my brain to stay open. And I, I always see the big picture. I always see like, oh, my God, it, this is the coolest. Like, that's the first thing I see so much possibilities. But if you give me like <laughs> a kitchen, I'd be like, I have no idea what to do with this is I think this is where the forks go. But Elsie, like, wouldn't have- you agree <laughs> that I get very creative when it comes to life stuff like how to deal with, you know, wardrobe or parenting or transportation yep. or daycare. Like I, I'm good at like, yeah, you'll come up with anything like five is possible. Yeah, yeah. Five different. I go like, I don't know how to do this. Just yeah. I have this thing in front of my face a, and it sucks. I'm and a you're personal like, well, what problem this, solver, this this? Yeah, but I can't I'm, solve any work problem. I mean, I can, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, not yeah, as good yeah, as the it. work problems. Yeah. That's funny. No, I, I see like, I see the the opposite. Like I'm like, Oh my God, the possibilities for this are endless. <laughs> For her thing, you know, maybe you guys should talk. <laughs> she has no money, though, because she's a college like, kid. Uh, yeah. But, oh, my God, that would be so cool for all of that stuff. Holy cow. If I had the energy, I could hear it in her voice. She's really passionate. She is it, so very it. passionate. She's so excited. I'm having a very hard time finding her YouTube, which means she may have taken it down so that she could focus just on this, which would be a shame because what do you do with all that audience? No, she has to have kept it in some Where did but, it go? But that's like, um, Yeah. But yeah, so and just to bring it back together, guys, you guys can get a little bit of this if you go over to if you go over to shepodcast.com slash podfusion and come and hang out with us because it's going to be this sort of conversation, this sort of like diving in and kind of getting it into your body and breaking patterns, whatever patterns, just like Jess just talked about, like there's one thing that she feels like, oh, gosh, I was stuck. And I'm think saying, oh, I feel like I'm stuck. I think we can benefit as we get together in a group to be able to really uncover those things and be in a safe environment to be able to just go into the stuff that makes us get a little crazy. Like, uh, like I don't know if I want to do that. I'm scared. I want to stick to this this way of doing things. This is the place to break those patterns and see whether or not they'll serve you or not. So sign Even up. though it sounds right now like there's no way I can help you with those things. I really can. And uh, <laughs> I actually am better at that. Like the part that Obviously, you know, Elsie's going to do all the creative out of the box type stuff. But the part I'm good at is like doing different types of interviews and being more relaxed and carefree when you do things. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. And then also, did you say the awards? No. We're going to have a She Podcast Awards, which I'm very excited about as well. Um, And I'd love to say it's a black tie affair, but it's not. It'll just be fun and kind of fancy. Uh, so yeah, please come, please. It'll be so much fun. And wait, don't Yay. we have like till the end of the month? Do we have a promo code or something? Yes, she podcast promo code where you get you get like thirty percent off the price for the whole event if you sign up before the end of October. Right? Do you have yeah any recollection of what I'm saying <laughs> or no? I do, but I completely yeah. forgot about it. So if it you put in I... the code she podcasts. When you're signing up for Pod Fest, then and you take the whole thing, then you get seventy, then you get seventy-seven dollars off. Hey, yes, yeah, good. So that good, would be good, really good, cool. Good, good, good. She podcasts. She podcast as you sign up. So exciting! Stuff. Okay, what else? Oh, um, okay. Do you want to keep? 
We'll wrap it up Wait, with why one are we wrapping more up? story. Wait, what? Then... Because, dude, we're yeah, we're gonna wrap it up with one more story. What? One more story. How? Should what? we go? We can move it. Wait, dude, we've been talking for ever. <laughs> I just wanted to see how many times it would make you stop, dude. <laughs> Every time I do it, she goes, "Yeah, but yeah, but we, <laughs> dude." <laughs> stop it, John. Yeah, but oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I know we've been talking for a really so long good. time. Is it too long now? Now let's do the let's do the See, weird. You forgot and wild you had a ten minute break in there, so it's probably not as long as you think. Well, it's well, still it's still long. long. All right, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you want to talk about um, the weird and wild show of the week? You want to talk about regular? Or you want to talk about the weird wild show? Okay, that's a big conversation. That's a huge. Conversation. Okay, we'll talk about it next time. Okay, weird and wild show of the week. We needed. We don't have a jingle. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Yeah. Okay. Yours first, because yeah. it actually it's funny. Cause I, you, I saw yours and I was like, God, mine's so similar. It's weird that we would find similar weird and really? wild shows. Yes. Okay. So anyway, this one came into well, this is kind of weird and wild, but I was like really totally into it. It's called Health News Watchdog, and what called me called my attention to this specific um, episode is that um, the name of like that the title was systematic misinformation of the public about healthcare. Systematic, <laughs> hydromatic. Well, it's Grease uh, Lightning. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, it, it was really, really, title, I, yes. that's, it's, and then it called my attention because I'm like, hmm, because, you know, me and, we were just talking about healthcare. So yes, I was like, ah, oh. it's a really short, short episode. It's actually less than 15 minutes, but I learned so much in this episode. It was How do you pronounce that name? It's Gerd so, Geigerheisen. Gerd Giger. Geigerenzer. Geigerenzer? Geigeren. Is it Guy Gerber by chance? He's obviously German. Oh. Because his name is uh, Gerd. Think... G-E-R-D. Gerd. Yes. Guy Gerenzer. Gerd Guy Yes. Okay. So anyway. there is that. There's that. So anyway. Um, and he, anyway, he just talks about uh, the, he- the healthcare system and not necessarily the healthcare system itself, but he was talking about the way that information travels and how... Even doctors don't particularly know what's going on. Like one of the things that really blew my mind was this, is that they did this study with women um, and actually other people who they asked um, how many people knew, how many people benefited from having, uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, whenever you get like a mammogram or something like a, uh, Something to tell you whether or not you're going to be, you're going to have cancer or something yeah. like that. Do you, what is that called again? Uh, biopsy? Um, not a biopsy. Like a scan. Like, you know when people, like yeah. a scan. Yeah, like when people say like, you know what, you should check out whether or not, like mammograms. Mammograms well, are, boobs, are basically. yes. Yeah, people tell you to go get, yeah, for boobs. But people basically yeah, say that? like X-ray, as of now. Mammogram, yeah. As of now. You need to go after the age of yes. whatever, every so-and-so years, you need to go to see if right. you have cancer, right. basically. Pre, pre, pre-screening. That's it. Good. Pre-screening. Lord. So anyway, they asked a, a huge amount of people, and and I think in, the, in, the, uh, in Europe, whether or not, like what the percentages is of women actually living from cancer because of the pre-screening. So... 98% of a thousand overestimated the benefit. Overestimated? Of or had no overestimated the benefit 
in almost all countries. So actually, this was a worldwide thing. 98%. So the 98% said that 100 to 200 people who were pre-screened would survive cancer because of the pre-screen. But that's, that's not what true. The 98%. So we're saying that's not true? That is not true. That, yes. Do you want me to tell you how many, what the actual percentage is? Should I? One in 1,000. Ouch, dude. Ouch. Ouch. Yes. So pre-screening for, for breast cancer, one in 1,000 will, will basically benefit from being pre-screened. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the truth. Wait. That's actual fact. One in 1,000 will benefit from being pre-screened. Wait, so the other 999 don't get pre-screened or don't live if they do have cancer? What are What's happening no, to no, the no. other 999 people? <laughs> no, what I'm are saying, they yeah, dying? Like they found out. Well, no, because everybody, like if you have, what, I, what it's saying is that you would think like, oh, I caught cancer early. Yes. I caught cancer early because of the pre-screening. So it only saves one in a thousand. The rest, but if you have cancer, you're just going to no have different. cancer. Pre-screen yeah. or none, you either got it. Or- yeah, it's just. Well, yes, because it's yeah. genetic disposition so, normally, unless you're well, a no, smoker but, but or live near a power plant. Okay, but we're to, what, what I'm talking about here is that what your doctor says is, oh, you need to get pre-screened. Well. When re- and, how much, and how much does that cost? You nothing to get a mammogram if you have insurance. You, well, you if you have insurance, cost more. Don't so. But what I'm saying is that here, like that, is a systematic misinformation because a lot of your doctors also don't know that they don't even know the percentages. They can't really. They actually. Oh well, that's some BS. Ha- right give there. you misleading information. They give you misleading information. So the country that was that had the less misleading information were Russian women. Russian women were very very well informed. <laughs> it's so everybody random. else in the world. <laughs> We're not. You know why? It's because so, when you stand in line for bread, you got a lot of time on your hands to discuss. So, yeah. But here, okay. So here's this. This is what the actual, maybe this, this, um, this answers the question. How many fewer die from breast cancer among those that go screening? So that's going to answer that question that you asked before. How many fewer people die from breast cancer among those that go screening is one in 1,000. Same number. That's what I'm saying. Oh. That's what I was talking to you about. Like, I'm just yeah. giving you the, the, the data around that. But what everybody else said is that 100 to 200 people, those were the answers of people that were misinformed, oh, but said one. that 100 to 200 fewer people die from breast cancer screening. That's kind of sad. Does yeah. that make sense? So basically, it's, it's really, that's, that's the misinformation. It's one in 100. And what he was talking about is that this is mismatched framing, which is a really cool concept that he was talking about, that the, this information is basically what um, the health, health um, journals and things like that, medical journals, are, are framing the information of, uh, of drugs and pre-screening and things like that to basically support their stuff. And he said one out of three articles is misframing the information, which is perpetuating this information out. Now, the way that this goes back to podcasting <laughs> is that that's exactly <laughs> what's happening in podcasting as of now. People are 
totally doing this. People are mismatching, mismatch framing. So basically, you're getting a set of, of data from people like Nielsen or all of those other cats, and you're framing it to support whatever thing you're developing at that I don't know if Nielsen's doing that, that but time. I know the networks are doing it because I illustrated that when I well, came back from ex- the upfront. They're like... They're like exactly. 100% of podcast listeners are, you know, what did ESPN say? Like 90% of people are listening to a sports show. It was, it was just nuts. nuts. It was nuts. And so what they're doing is that they're perpetuating, but they're not really giving you the exact truth around it. And so the expectations in the entire industry at this moment are way above what the reality is around the situation, which is still really powerful, but it's not at the scope that they're talking about. So anyway, you need to listen to this podcast. It's 15 minutes. And um, we took longer yeah, to explain it health than news. you would to listen. I know. Then <laughs> I know totally. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. You'll get all this information right away. Anyway, the health news. Um, what is this? Hell, hell, hell. That's watchdog. Health news watchdog. All right. Your turn. Oh, well, mine is actually um, a relatively new client. It's called Repro Madness. And it is a podcast about the laws surrounding abortion. So the the company, oh. aka I don't know if it's a nonprofit. I think it is. Um, it's basically a cable of comics. They say a cabal of comics and writers exposing creeps hell bent on destroying access to birth control and abortion. Inclusive, intersectional, fun as fuck. It says. Tune in each week as we develop the show and introduce new segments, games, and more great guests with Lady Parts Justice, the hilarious feminist sleeper cell working to expose creeps who are hell-bent on destroying access to birth control and abortion. So the whole show is about reproductive law in different states. LPJ is um, actually what they do is like kind of they, they call themselves like a an abortion USO tour. They go to different clinics that are like underfunded and need supplies and they sort of like do a little like pat on the back and here's some supplies and you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work kind of stuff. They travel all over the country doing it. And so I, I didn't even know about it until I went, I went, I was speaking at this um, event last week and I passed by the booth and I, like one of the, the tall, there's this tall woman looks so funny. I'm like, my friends with her on Facebook. How do I know her? And I realized it's a comedian, it's a comedian <laughs> named Liz Winstead. And if you, are like kind of a comic comedy nerd like me. Like when Comedy Central first came out, there were two shows. Both of them were snippets of stand up. So it was like short attention span theater, which was stand up, and um, something called stand up stand up with Wally, what's his name? And so, um, so yeah, so I saw her perform a million times in these little stand up bits. And then when they started to get shows, there was one called Women Aloud, A L O U D. And she started, um, she did like a 20 minute shtick and the first 10 minutes were hilarious and then she started telling a story about how she had an abortion when she was a teenager and it just really like drew you in like i was mesmerized um it was also like kind of um what's the word uh serendipitous timing um in my life at that time like i was sort of struggling with like a similar type of issue and so I don't know, like just watching so first of all, you've never heard anyone talk about an abortion. You definitely never heard anyone admit to having one on national television. So I was just like, wow. So when I saw her in New York, I was like, Oh my god, Liz Winstead. I was like, I saw you talk about your abortion. It was so powerful and it like really like made such a difference in like the way that I think about these types of issues. What are you doing here? She goes, like, Well, actually, 
Whoa. Yeah. No way. And That's then she crazy. was like, we have this thing and we travel around. And I'm like, you guys should have a podcast. And she was like, well, actually. <laughs> so yeah so i just had my first intake call with them yesterday and we talked about like how they're doing their show and how they're you know paying for audio and and how they're um you know they they record in a studio and yeah so anyway um lady parts justice but i just thought that'd be fun to do like for real wild show because the whole thing is about abortion rights i mean it's not like the sleep with me podcast wow. where the guy just stutters but it's probably hilarious because it's all comics and stuff yeah, that's pretty cool. So I guess not exactly the same as yours, I, but along the same lines of health, which I thought was weird. Around the health, yeah, health, health and, and health and, and bringing truth, to light yes. possible and truth. Yeah, yeah, that's really neat. I like that, and I, I just, yeah, and and we, the reason we're like focusing on these random shows that we come across is is not as an even an endorsement. It's it's really about giving you the scope of what's possible around podcasting and also the different types of topics that you could have a podcast about, I guess, because, well, for my, I don't know about you, Jess, but from my perspective, it's all about like, can we really not just sit down and have another interview show? Yeah. Well, that's part of it, but also part of it, Elsie, is that like, I'm coming, I'm starting to come across some weird stuff like in my day. And if I told you about it every time it happened, like you and I would never stop being on the phone together. So like I have to have some kind of outlet to be like, I found this one this week and I found this one this week. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause, yeah. cause I just can't keep interrupting your yep. day with this crap. Oh, I already have one for next week. Well, no, it's fun. They're so, they're yeah. so fun. But so yes, no. Yeah. And then this is just random bumping into this stuff. Like, it's not like I'm look. I'm not sitting here. No, Googling me neither. This. It's a client. It just right. fell. And for me, it, yeah. for me, so it's, it's clients like, oh, cool. and people who are, yeah, trying to represent other people and working with other people. And for you, it's probably the same thing. Like, you just stumble upon stuff at Lips. And I'm sure there are podcasts just laying in the hallway that you stumble upon when you go there. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. uh, yeah. So, I, but you're right. I think it's nice to tell everyone what's possible and like, I, it is true, you know, it, it is to think outside the box, even though I apparently was limited in doing that today. So, um, so without further ado, like an hour and a half now, I guess we should like shut the hell up. Yeah. yeah, but before we shut the hell up, we have to talk about audioeditingsolutions.com really quickly and say high five. Thank you so much, John, Thank for putting up with our stuff and for crazy stuff where I had to stop yeah. for 10 minutes to go shut Such my children editor. up and... And such a Be good a friend mama. and always in your corner with a sound effect when yep. you need one. That was yep. your cue. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, but thank you. So yeah, check out audio ratings. There we go. That means you just woke up. Uh, audio editing solutions.com. Um, he has a special yeah. diva package that he will tell you about to help your show along. So thank you so much. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Check us out on Twitter at She Podcast. Facebook at She Podcast. The web at She Podcasts, Patreon at She Podcasts. And give us a dollar or two to kind of help us run the show. Pay for our lipstick and that kind of thing. That was kind of a sexist totally. thing that I said. I should have said pay for our sports cars. For our sports cars. No, but pay for organic oh, food. Oh, sorry. For organic for chocolate. Our, see? For our sustainable... Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yes, please help. Please help yeah, Elsie with Wi-Fi. Because it's yes. expensive. <laughs> you guys have a good one. Talk to you next time. Love you. Mean it.
Let's go. 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 Let's go.